go. Oh my god, it was perfect. That's because we both got proper internet now. Seventy-five megabits. I, I, I only paid. I only paid. Cook an egg on this internet. I mean, I've got fiber, but I only pay for the thirty package, thirty megabits. Oh, you're a fucking loser. I could have got that. But thought, I went from no. like four megabits to thirty. I mean, that's <laughs> that's, that's quite enough. Breakneck. <laughs> could have died. God, I've just um, I've loaded up psmprofiles.com forward slash confused underscore dude, and I'm looking through, and it's got all the trophy milestones on the right hand side. And it's also got the rarest trophies as well, which is quite fun. All of my rare Ooh. trophies are from DC Universe Online. Why? Because no one played it. Apparently so. Well, lots of people played it, but you had to pay for a for a voluntary <laughs> subscription in order to actually get trophies in it. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. So <laughs> You and Greg Miller are the only people that enjoyed that game. Oh, you know what? I, got, I had my time out of it. <laughs> Apparently my 9,000th trophy was Wisdom of a Sage from Dark Souls Remastered. Oh, look at that! My fastest platinum was for Sound Shapes, which was literally it had cross trophies, oh, yeah. didn't and it? You so it up on your Vita on. and just yeah. ping, 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 ping. But you hated that, that awesome. platinum. I oh my you. god! I nearly broke my Vita. Yeah, getting that one. Yep. That sucked. My thirtieth platinum was Resistance Three. Really? That you 20th, had thirty back then. Twentieth was Burnout Paradise. Can we just have a moment silence for Resistance Three? What a fucking brilliant game. I mean, uh, the first one, n- not that good. Let's be the honest. The first one was great at the time. At the time I really enjoyed yeah, it. Sure, at the time. But then you go back and you realise that they couldn't even get the scale of things right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the it's Resident Evil 5 is a double-decker bus in a multi-story car park. <laughs> yeah, but it's on its side, so it's fine. <laughs> How did it get in there? I don't know. Um, but uh, um, then Resistance 2. I did like right. Resistance too. I never. The multiplayer it. was so bad. Mm-hmm. You got these up um, to sixty players. What was the what, what was the weapon called? The the, the minigun type thing. Oh, I can't remember. And it people just and it took so long to actually kill someone. You had to shoot at them for so long. Ugh. All I remember is those spiny grenades and how awesome they were. But then Resistance Three came out, and the storyline and the storytelling was genuinely brilliant. Mm-hmm. But they'd already committed to it being the last one. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. It was really good. And I just want I, another one now. I really hope, yeah, that that um, that we get that. We get Insomniac coming back to it. They did say that they were done with it, but that was, what, like five, six years ago now? They'd have to reboot it, I think. Long. They could make it like a PS5 launch game. That would be so good. I'd be so on, on board with that. Or even just different, different universe, different, not different universe, but like different area. Could be in Europe. Yeah, like maybe, maybe not even a first-person game. Maybe a maybe a or not maybe not a linear game. Maybe it could be an open-world thing. Man, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? We can dream. Yeah. My tenth platinum was iPad. Wow. <laughs> Remember iPad? It's really, really, yeah. Uh, peaks and troughs, isn't it? <laughs> My first platinum was Uncharted: Drake's Fortune. Wow, that's because it was what the first game that had a platinum. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Nine years ago. And my oh, first God. trophy, 10 years ago, the tokenizer from Super Stardust HD, which was one of the first games to have trophies. Who knew this disease would last nine years? 10, 10 years. 10 years now. 10 years, my dude. Anyway, we've talked long enough. It's game of the year time. It's nearly the end of January, which means it's game of the year time. <laughs> Shall we get started? Yeah. 
Vietnam and Jaden, FBI. Victor Goddamn Sullivan. Booker DeWitt. Solid Snake. Commander Shepard. Morton Sullivan. You're listening to PlayStation. 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 PlayStation Radio. Radio. Radio UK. This is PlayStation Radio UK. This is 97.1 FM, you're listening to PlayStation Radio UK. It is 3pm on a Saturday, the 19th of January, Game of the Year Day, and Ben is with me. As it is known, Game of the Year Day. National Game of the Year Day. (laughs) We made it. And it's, um, You're just drinking your coffee again. Yeah, just having a little sip. I could hear hear every thought leave your mind. (laughs) hear it. So you can't hear very much. <laughs> it sounded like a kettle boiling. And it's the uh, it's the second it's it's the second month without a podcast or something crazy mental. Uh, yeah, well, we did one. In, did we do one in November? I think so. Thing is, I moved back to my parents over Christmas, so I couldn't really do a podcast there. I did come and visit you in London, and we yeah. were going to do a podcast, but then like, in in the same room, but. As, as I explained to you just the other day, when I got back from London, I was in bed for like four days with a flu thing. So I, I wasn't really feeling that great yeah. when I was at yours. So we decided not to. Um, and now we're here. I've moved again. I've moved to my new place of uh, inhabitation, which yes. I can't say just yet. Can't see where it is just yet. No. And everyone keeps asking and you'll find out just, oh my God, just so soon. You'll find out so soon. Okay. Just, it's nearly over. Here's a clue. It's in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, I'm I'm working on an oil rig. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm here. I made it. I'm, I've now got the desk set up in 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 a, in a different room than I would normally. It's in the bedroom. Uh, it's in my bedroom, and I hope it's not too echoey in here. Sounds brilliant. Oh, thanks, mate. You don't have to lie, though. Must be the bed soaking up all the sound waves from from bouncing. Yes, that's how it works. <laughs> how are you doing? Not bad. Not much has been happening though. Went home for Christmas and uh, mm-hmm. that 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 was a thing that happened. Yeah, was it cold? Yeah, a lot colder. Like um, I didn't actually notice it as much when I moved down because I moved down to the south of England uh, when it was during that heat wave. A year, oh, and a, a year and a half ago now. Yeah. It was, and it lasted, oh, I don't know, months. Mm-hmm. And then it happened the year after that in the summer. Uh, that was when all the grass went brown, famously. Yes, the brown grass. But I went back up to Scotland in the winter, and you can really tell the difference. It's like five degrees difference and mm-hmm. just wind. Yeah. So, might never go back. <laughs> That's it. You're in the south now. <laughs> Uh, I might go back to um, I might creep further north eventually, mm-hmm. and end up in the north of England. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how you get on. We've got to get through this fucking podcast first. 
Yeah. Just spent 40 minutes inputting data into a spreadsheet for fun. <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. We should it's really the change the, the way we do game of the year. You know what? I actually quite like it this way because I think it's sort of different. I think okay. it's, it's like it's almost a scientific PlayStation Radio UK game of the year because for those who are unfamiliar, we put out the call last week for people to submit their top five games of 2018. And in first, any game you put in the first position gets five points uh, with each subsequent position getting one fewer points until, you know, the, the, the game in fifth place only gets one point. And then we put that into a spreadsheet, all the games that people vote for, all in columns and first, second, third, fourth, fifth place, etc. And the one with the most points is scientifically and statistically the game of the year. Four listeners. Four listeners. And we have found in the past that listeners aren't always the best judgment of video games. Shall we go back and have a look at a year? Which year do you want to go back to? Uh, Let's have a look at 2016. 2016. Game of the year 2016. Here we go. So, in fifth place was Rise of the Tomb Raider. Okay. In fourth place, Ratchet and Clank. Yep. In third place, Final Fantasy XV. In second place, Dark Souls 3. And in first place, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Okay, so... That's I've, a pretty good year. That's a I good year. I think Dark Souls should have came first. Yeah, of course you do. But... I think we all do, don't we? Maybe. Should we go back to 2015? Yeah, because that's the one I thought. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one you love. So, um, Until Dawn came in fifth place. Bloodborne. B- fucking Bloodborne. Bloodborne. And this Fallout I mean. 4 were oh, tied for fourth place. Jesus. Uh, the Witcher 3 was in third place. Rocket League was in second place. And MGS5, The Phantom Pain, was in first place. Now, do you think anyone looking back at that year now, and we're only we're only four years later, mm-hmm. or three years, do you think that anyone looking back at that would think, oh, yeah, definitely MGS5 is the game that's going to be remembered? Yeah. Of course not. It's Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Should have won. Bloodborne. Said it at the time. Was absolutely wronged. Or The Witcher. I mean, yeah. Or The so Witcher, many, yeah. So many good games that year. You know, like The Order 1886 and uh, what else we got here? Battlefield 4. <laughs> Some great games. No, to be fair, Batman Arkham Knight. Um, everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remaster. Yeah. Tearaway. Well, Tearaway Unfolded. Tropico you know, 5. That's given me a reminder of what mm. I've missed this year in gaming. What's that? some really good walking simulators. What is Celeste? Now, I've heard of Celeste. It appeared on someone's Game of the Year list, and I think it's meant to be quite good. I've been recommended it a lot, but I don't think it's a walking simulator. Is it not? Oh, it's a platforming video game. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, yeah. for example, last year, was it, with What Remains of Edith, Edith Finch? Mm-hmm. And it made both of our lists? Oh, yeah, the year before. Yeah, year before. Uh, and also Soma in the past. It's made lists before. Yeah, there wasn't... thing is, I played Oxenfree last year. 2018, that is. And that was fucking brilliant. It blew me away. But that game came out in 2016, so mm. it couldn't, couldn't go on the list. But this year's list, I will say, like, 2015, as much as people got it wrong, the games were quite close together. Okay. Um, this year, though, there's a big, big, outside big of the gap. top three, there's, like, no competition. But I think that's because we're starting to wind down now. I think mm-hmm. that 
there's fewer games coming out of that quality because a lot of the big studios have released those games already or are hurrying to get them out before the console generation ends. Mm-hmm. And then all the all the other studios that have finished and released their games, they're now working on PS5 titles. Yeah. That's what it feels right. like. I think you are right there. So maybe we'll have, next year we'll have a few good ones, things like, maybe things like Days Gone, who knows if it's going to be good or not, but they've been hurrying to get that out for years. Mm-hmm. Um, Media Molecules Dreams, that still has to come out. Yeah. And then, yeah, then it'll be launch titles, I think, for PS5. It won't be long. Bearing in mind, we're probably going to get the PS5 announced this year. Hopefully. I'm sure we will. But before we get there, we have to count down the top five games of the year, both uh, for Simon and myself and also for you listening at home. And if you didn't submit, then we're sorry. But you should have paid attention to our Twitter and Facebook. We, We would have included you. Yes. So your opinion is now void. Your opinion doesn't matter, is what we're saying. Fuck you. Simon. Well, yeah, one, do you want me to one, start? Well, one thing to note before we do start is that um, we omitted Dark Souls Remastered from our list just because it was basically exactly the same game as on PS3. We yeah. very little done to it. Um, but if we if we had included it, it would certainly have made both of our lists. Yes. Right. Are you ready? Yes. Simon, you're number five. So my number four and my number five are both games I've not finished, but games I enjoyed, mm-hmm. and I'm very confident that when I do finish them, they will be in these positions. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. If not, I can revisit it, because that happens. <laughs> Tricky Towers, Tricky Towers. Uh, number five is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I didn't finish it, it didn't grab me that much, but I think it was because of the frame of mind I was in when I was playing it. Yeah. And it's something I'm, I'm going to go back to, but then Red Dead came out and uh, God of War came out, so it's now just on the back burner. Mm-hmm. But it, it literally, when, when I'm thinking of why I didn't enjoy it, there's literally nothing it did wrong. Yeah. I just wasn't in the mood to play it. Yep. And I know that when I go back to it, it will definitely make the list. So I've put it at number five. Amazing. Amazing. Do you want to know the listener voted number five? Mm-hmm. This is actually a four-way tie. We've got a couple wow. of ties here for fifth and fourth place, only because, as as we already said, the vast majority of the points went to the games in first, second, and third. So everything else was just sort of vying over scraps. So a lot of them got a similar amount of votes in different categories. So this is why. In fifth place is Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Detroit Become Human, Hitman 2, and Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Yeah, I never played the Spyro uh, Reignited Trilogy. Mm. I might get that. It was great. Yeah, it was really good. I had my fun with it. I had my... Platinum. Supreme, well, my plat- my three Platinums, Oof. and my supreme irritation with several parts of it, because they really knew how to remaster the bits that suck. But is that just, because they did, they did make some changes, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they've, they've changed a few things, like some of the bits that used to be really shit are, uh, are a lot easier now. But equally, some some things that you used to be pretty good at doing are actually a lot harder because they changed the jump mechanic I, I think yeah i think i spoke about it on the podcast it's the glide the, glide. the gliding yeah. is slightly different and also when you're flying 
and swimming and there's a couple of you know you know the flight missions you have to do where you have to go through the rings and stuff like that and there's also a swimming one i think in the third game which forces you down like a tunnel of water really fast and you have to dodge obstacles they've changed it so that if you hold left or right like really hard you'll you'll sort of drift rather than just turn left and right so it can make it really difficult and unpredictable to avoid obstacles if you're going around a tight corner because mm-hmm. you'll just sort of start sliding sideways and that was a bit hard but you know they did a great job really really liked spyro uh what's your number five my number five is detroit become human well actually hold on <laughs> can we <laughs> can, can we kick spyro off the list why is that because we kicked dark souls off well, this was a total... This is a remake, isn't it? Rather than a remaster. For fuck's sake! I'm sorry! The dragon has to has to be here! <laughs> okay, what was your number five? I wasn't listening. Did I know you weren't. You were doing the coffee thing again. Uh, Detroit Become Human. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I still haven't <laughs> played enough of that. I played the first in, the first like uh, scenario. Right. And I need to go back to it. Especially because really? I've got it, oh, I've got it on loan from someone at work who wants it back. So oh shit, yeah, you best get on that. Yeah, really good. A real uh, bounce back for um, Dwayne Quage and Quantic Dreams. Like the last game, uh, was it Beyond Two Souls? Yeah, let's just say Didn't not great. Well. I I liked it just because I'm a sucker for these kinds of games, and it was it was just wonky as hell. Um, but this one is really well put together with you know some actual competent dialogue and characters you really care about and stuff like that. Because you go back and play Heavy Rain now, a game that you and I both lost our shit over when it came out on this podcast, because we've been doing this for so long now. <laughs> and and you go back and play it now, and it's fucking awful. Like not only is it does it has it aged badly because they went for graphics that looked photorealistic at the time. Uh, but also just the writing is really rubbish. There has been some brilliant know. memes from that game, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's more than contributed its fair share to... <laughs> to pop culture, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I think what has always been, for me, mm-hmm. a bit of a tarnish on... on what, what are they called? Quantic Dream? On, yeah. on their reputation. Is that they kind of invented this kind of game, mm. this style. And then Until Dawn came out and did it so much better. yeah. Um, and we're talking vastly better. So it'll be interesting for me to play the uh, Detroit Become Human and see if I still think that at the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. We've yet to see um, what are the what are the Supermassive? Is that the guys who did Until Dawn? We've yet to see them tackle anything outside horror. Um, yes. Which you know that there's there are ways to. I'm I'm not denying that they did a fucking brilliant job with Until Dawn, but like they haven't really tackled anything that has any. <laughs> emotional impact like David Quage loves so much. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they ever make that leap, but they've also got this um, The Man of Medan episodic stuff. Have they? Or The Dark Chronicles. Dark Chronicles, I think it's called. The first episode, yeah, it's basically more Until Dawn, just like short horror stories. The okay. first one is called The Man of Medan, uh, which is the one I played at EGX where you were on that, um, that I think, like World War II battleship and there's spooky shit going on it. Yeah, um, when does that it, come out? Don't know, don't know, but we will see because they've released a couple of games since then that haven't been so good. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this one will be great. But uh, yeah, Detroit Become Human was really good. Very, very pleasantly surprised by that. Cool. My number four 
Yes. Is Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. And I've not talked about this on the show because I hadn't played it last time. Last time I did an episode. Yes. I'm not going to start talking about it now because it's t- it's too big a topic to discuss here. So mm. next episode will be a big Red Dead dive. Yes. Um, but I I'm starting to enjoy it. I think it you have to be in the right frame of mind and you have to be ready to sink a lot of time into it. Yeah. You can't just sit down and play it for 20 minutes. It's got its problems, but I'm really interested in the storyline, even though I kind of think I'm really early on, but I kind of can see where it's going to go. And mm. if it if it does go where I think it's going to go, I'll be disappointed. Right. Because it's, if with a story that's going to take this long, you don't want to be able to guess what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep everyone posted on that. I know that's that's one thing that disappointed me about the first title, the first Red Dead, was that um, I saw the twist at the end coming a mile off. Mm-hmm. And then it happened, and it was like, oh, that, that was the big finish, was it? It's uh, a shame. So uh, I think it's in, it's in my list at number four because I think it, I think looking back in, in, in years to come, I'll pro- I'd probably be disappointed if it wasn't on there. I think I'll, I think I'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah i really i just i wanted to enjoy that game so much i really did and it just didn't grab me and i did give it another go over christmas and and i I ended up just deleting it because it you know it's like 100 gigabytes and yeah just i i think it's just an issue that i have with rockstar games in general you know because the the people who love red dead really seem to love it for its story but i just couldn't get over that gameplay hump but that's different from gta 5 right yeah i actually finished gta 5 but again that took a lot of like a lot of concentration on my part just like getting taxi straight to missions and stuff because i just start to get a bit fatigued by it all after a while i didn't finish red dead one i i've never finished despite how much of gta 4 i played i never actually finished the story in GTA. yeah but then you're not missing much there i think i suppose not i think though that the difference between gta and this is that in gta you don't really get punished for doing things uh, for fun. Whereas in Red Dead, what you do for fun, maybe you shoot a dog, it can have a lasting effect. You don't just get caught Mm. by the police and then they forget everything. Yeah. And I think that means that in Red Dead, you have to be playing the story. Otherwise, there's not much you can do. You can't just go off and have fun. You can't just go in uh, on a murder spree because it'll fuck the game up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that design choice at all. And yeah. I think that's why I see GTA and Red Dead as being now completely different in the way that you were meant to play them. Yeah. Uh, having said that, I can still get my enjoyment out of Red Dead. I just need to be in the right frame of mind to go in and do the story and mm-hmm. and not mess about. Yeah, it does feel like that, that. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It just feels like I can't really have fun because I, I did try to have That was actually one of the first things I tried to do was mess around. I ended up with like a $150 bounty on my head in the first town that you need to do all the missions in. And I yeah. was like, oh, God. Yeah. And and it's things like the people will recognize you from miles away and that will still affect your reputation. But we're talking about an era where how could they see you from that far? How could they remember that face? Did they have photos of you? No. Um, I just think it was, it was, it's even more forgivable in this game. If they did just let things go after you do them, because of when it's set, you look at where GTA five set, I know it's a completely different game, 
But if you did any of that shit, you'd never you'd never get out of prison. Yeah. So I think it's a bit of a weird. This is some weird design choice there that I don't think was right. Yeah. And the last time we spoke about it, of course, we were we were saying how much, or I was saying how much I enjoyed Fallout seventy six, and I think a lot of people took umbrage with that because I was saying that Fallout seventy six is a better game than, than Red Dead Redemption two. That's not what I was saying <laughs> at all. I'm just saying that I got more enjoyment. For me personally, Fallout 76 is a game that I can switch off my mind and play in spite of its many, many floral, floral, floras? floral patterns. Whereas Red Dead Redemption 2 is something I really have to concentrate to play. And uh, it just didn't grab me that much. So don't worry, people who th- who thought we've, you know, we'd just gone insane. Yeah, well, I think the difference is that Fallout 76 has a lot of problems because it's a badly made game. Mm-hmm. And I think Red Dead has some problems because it's a brilliantly made game where people just made some bad decisions. Fallout right. 76 has the one bad decision, which is let's get rid of any kind of narrative. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it mostly falls down because of the fact it's a janky, bugged game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whereas absolutely. I think Red Dead mostly falls down because some of the design choices really piss you off when you play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, that was your number four. Four, yeah. The listener voted number four is another tie. This is between Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Astrobot. Uh, I haven't played either. I've played Astrobot. It is excellent. A fantastic VR title, just a really, really good platformer that you can just interact with by moving your head around and stuff and moving the controller and so on. And it's just really good. It's just a really, really well-made platforming game. And honestly, I saw some tweets going around uh, that, that basically said, if if this had Mario in it instead of Astrobot, it would be winning Game of the Year awards everywhere. Yeah, well, that's probably true, um, isn't it? I mean, you could put Mario in anything and it would win Game of the Year awards everywhere because for some reason people lose their shit about that guy, that stupid fat red guy. I don't get it. But that's not the point, Simon. Stop bringing it up. Well, I heard an interesting thing about there's a Donkey Kong game on Switch, which apparently is far better as a platformer than the other Mario game that came out. Right. But no one, no one, had you ever heard of that Donkey Kong game? No. No? No, it's just weird. Like I, you know, we're not going to get into it, but I don't. That's why I don't really understand Nintendo properties because they seem to be well made and good games, but people lose their shit because they've got Link in or Mario, etc., etc. And um, I think Astrobot was cruelly overlooked this year. I mean, yeah, it's locked away behind having to wear a VR headset to play it, but it's just so good. It's really, really good. And. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad it's getting some recognition on our Game of the Year coverage anyway. Yeah, we make a difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mid-January. Okay, what's your number three, four? My five. number four... Five, my number four is the Spyro Reignited trilogy. Okay. Great little collection. Had some fun. Um, got pissed off at it. Good stuff. Woohoo! My number three Ooh. is... You know I love city-building games. I do know that. And Surviving Mars came out this year, I think. Okay. Um, but it just didn't grab me that much. I finished one playthrough of it, and I didn't really want to go back and do more. I'll wait till DLC comes out for that. It mm-hmm. was nowhere near as good as the likes of City Skylines or Tropico. Yeah. But I've recently, in the sale, 
like uh, this week, I got Jurassic World Evolution. Okay. And I, I'd had it on my radar. I want. I knew I wanted to play it because it's my kind of game, but it was like fifty quid, forty-five pounds. Yeah. And although these are the kinds of games I put hundreds of hours into, I really grudge paying a full price for a city-building game. I don't know why. I just really grudge right. it. Um, but it was on sale for twenty quid. I got it, and I'm really enjoying the storyline. It's really good, and it's uh, so it goes in at number three. Amazing. Uh, it does this really cool thing where you go on this first island and it teaches you how the game works, how you can look after dinosaurs and keep them happy and stuff. And once you get to a certain point, you unlock the next island and you have to meet the challenges on the next island to unlock the third island. And each island has different challenges. So, for example, the third one is an island that someone's already tried to build a park on, mm-hmm. but they went bankrupt. So you get there and you're like minus a million dollars. And you have right. to start selling things and try and set up a park that works and is financially mm-hmm. viable in as cheap a way as possible. Okay. Um, at the end result of each of these is you end up getting a park and designing it and it gets really successful and then you unlock the next island. There's five islands. Mm-hmm. And it's just really good fun. It's just brilliant fun. If my, I had one complaint about it is it can be a bit easy. Right. I think that's because I'm used to playing things like um, Surviving Mars was was nails that was hard mm-hmm. um tropical can be quite difficult um this is but this is a really nice one to just turn your brain off and just enjoy making a nice park um yeah. only the thing is i wish it had some more aesthetic design choices so for example city skylines you can build parks that sort of thing mm-hmm. and this you just put the buildings in that you need you put the, the the fences and everything for the dinosaurs you can do some landscaping put trees in other than that yeah every park will end up looking very similar, just differently laid out. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to get some different designs for buildings and some um, statues, that kind of stuff. So maybe yeah. a DLC pack for the future for that. That'd be good. Yeah, I watched it. Um, we played it as part of a, a video last year. Yeah. And I didn't actually play it myself, but I did have a lot of fun see it, just letting the the um, carnivores out into the park. Oh yeah, you can just, like, just you can, to eat people and so stuff. You can that do a manual awesome. save on the game and just uh, and just let you know let there be Delete havoc. All the fences. Yeah. I got to my <laughs> yeah. second island and I thought, okay, my star attraction. I'm going to research the Velociraptor. Mm-hmm. Turns out they're really difficult to keep happy. Really? So I had a few times where they would just break out and eat a couple of guests. I'm trying to get everyone into the shelters. Selfish assholes. And they're also really small, so you send up helicopters to try and. Um, shoot them with darts to tranquilize them and they keep missing because yeah. they're so small. Um, and one of the nice features in this game as well is you can actually drive the jeeps and it's and it handles like yeah. a third person game or you can drive you the can. helicopters. So you build awesome. this big park and then you can you can get in amongst it. You can get into the cages with the dinosaurs. I love that. What was the theme park game? Roller uh, Coaster Tycoon? Or there was also Maybe. a theme park, yeah. Yeah, the one where you could... I just used to love being able to walk around. Yeah. From just a... Yeah, that was so cool. So, yeah, really nice. And i am still got tons of stuff to unlock, which is good. Uh, maybe one other flaw, and they're not big. But I think the PS4 is the best console for, for strategy city-building games. Okay. Simply because the PS4 controller has the trackpad, which means you've got four different buttons each corner 
you just click that and it, and it can be a shortcut so you could have it open different panels and in, in different menus because in these kinds of games you want to be looking at stats like how's my finances doing yeah um, how are my dinosaurs doing is are they all happy this game doesn't use the trackpad for anything other than every now and again a notification will come up and you click the trackpad to go to what it's telling you. Mm -hmm. I just think, though, that that has turned the trackpad into one button and it really is... It's not making the most out of the controller. Yeah, um, that's true. Each corner should be a shortcut for a set thing. It's probably just easier when they're porting it to Xbox. Isn't I know, but, you'd but think it's, it, it is a shame. you would think that it's literally a shortcut. So it doesn't change the fundamentals of the game. Yeah. You looking forward to Tropico 6 this year? Yes, I am. You'll probably see that in my game of the year next year. Question is, will you be waiting for it to go on sale or will you be buying it new? I don't think so. At launch. I don't think I will be waiting, but it depends because I think Jurassic World Evolution was quite odd in that it came out and it was full price. Mm -hmm. You know, City Skylines, um, Surviving Mars and... Um, I think Tropical 5, each time they came out, they were 30 quid, 35 quid max. Oh, so okay. a 50 quid City Builder game is quite rare. Yeah. It's pretty rare. So, Well, a, a late addition to your game of the year list then. Very late addition, yeah. And it's Sneak also good because the film that came out this year was shit. So <laughs> you don't have to like <laughs> the new films to like this. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? Number three for the listeners is Spider-Man. And just to give you an idea of the difference here in point scoring between fourth and third place, Spider-Man got 44 points in total. Wow. And the in joint uh, fourth place with uh, Assassin's Creed and Astrobot, they got 15 points. Wow. So it's a, a big gap. leap there. It's yeah. a big leap. And uh, it only goes up from there, really. Spider-Man is uh, an excellent game. We've spoken about it a bit already, and I'm sure we'll speak about it again at some point. My number three. This might be a bit of a surprise, but purely for the amount of fun I had with it this year, totally sort of not expecting much of it at all. Yeah. Call, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Really? Yeah. Is that for the... Battle Royale game mode? The Battle Royale game mode was a lot of fun. Okay. Like, a lot of fun. And I have only won it once <laughs> in duos, and that was with um, my friend James. You remember my friend James? My, the piss partner from the NHS. Remember him? Oh, yeah. From from Tales of Old. He got out. Don't worry. He got out just like I got out. Um, but, yeah, he, he came to visit in Bristol, and uh, and we were playing it and managed to get first victory ever um and it, it that was after months and months of playing wow so it's quite <laughs> difficult then it's so fucking hard i've gotten to like the final handful of people a few times now um but always choked like at, at the end but uh yeah it, i had so much fun with the with the battle royale mode uh blackout as they call it uh zombies is excellent you know, there was one map in particular, which is sort of a paranormal coliseum type thing. And you're all dressed as gladiators and you get all the different powers and stuff. And there's loads of uh, like secrets and stuff like that to uncover. Um, played tons of it, like really, really enjoyed it. And I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, that's like for me, 
who never plays online games anymore. That was a real, a real sort of resurgence this year. Yeah, and uh, it didn't have a story, did it? Didn't have a story. See, that's either. weird for Black it Ops is. not to have a story. But Activision probably won't put one in Call of Duty anymore, apart from the ones that are already in development, um, just because it sold incredibly well. But is that just because they took the team that would be making the story and got them to make the the map or whatever for the Battle Royale? Who's who's to say? Yeah. Don't know. But it, you have to imagine they saved a lot of resources. Oh not, yeah, not putting a story in, and it didn't make any difference to sales. So yeah, that, you know that might be the end of that, which is which is a shame because I did enjoy playing through the stories of Call of Duty games because they're overblown and stupid, but they're good fun. And uh, that's probably done now. So I'd like to see Call of Duty do, and they never will because it'll hurt their sales, but imagine they had Battle Royale as just a standalone game on the store. Mm. Oh, there's a trial for it this weekend, I think. So, yeah, I think they... I'm surprised they didn't do that anyway, uh, just because of the the amount of players they would get would be kind of absurd. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be Fortnite level, but, like, a lot of Fortnite players would try it for free. Um, so yeah, I think I think they are. I think they're they're probably going to move in that direction. Yeah, so maybe I'll play that when it comes out if it does as a standalone yeah, thing. Definitely, it it'll be good to have you mm-hmm. get get pissed off together. That'd be fun. Yeah, your number two, Spider Simon. My number two is the Forest. Okay, which is an indie game. Talk to me about the Forest because you showed me a bit of this when I was at yours. Yeah, so it's basically you land on an island. Your, your plane crashes. You can play it in multiplayer or you can play it on your own. And so you land, you have to get your resources, like um, open up old suitcases that have survived the crash, get medication. You know, you can pick up twigs and rocks. Um, you can eventually build yourself an axe. Um, then you start building yourself a camp. The catch is this island is full of cannibals that are trying to kill you. Oh, gosh darn it. And you have to try and survive, but also as you explore the islands, you come across little pieces of a storyline to help you puzzle together what happened on the island. I still haven't finished it, so I still don't really know. Yeah. But playing that in multiplayer with different people, and, and it's terrifying in a really organic way because when you go into the caves, it sort of turns into this uh, almost like amnesia. Remember that game? Yeah, where you're yeah, just yeah. exploring it, and the the monsters are in there, just exploring as well, just kind of walking around. Um, it's been some really good online moments. If you like co-op games and you don't mind a bit of horror, and you've got some people to play with, it's only like fifteen quid. Uh, just make sure when you start your game, you start it in multiplayer mode, even if you're on your own, because then you can invite people in. Yeah, and uh, it's just brilliant. It's just I've had some of my best gaming moments. I think this year I've been on that game. Really? Yeah. It did sound like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, you ha- I mean, you have to be willing to have some scary moments. Right, well, maybe not so fun then. And I also would recommend that if you are playing it, you turn it, change the game mode so that the monsters can't knock down your buildings. Because as you stay on the island for more days, the monsters start to get bigger and more dangerous and more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I think it would just be impossible if on your first playthrough, they could knock down your buildings. Yeah. Because you'd end up just dying all the time. And I think that the key is, once you know where stuff is, you can play this game and complete it in a few in like half an hour. Really? But it's it, the time is spent exploring and figuring stuff out yourself. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my recommendation. Brilliant game. Mm, sounds excellent. Uh, number two, as voted for by the listeners, who is it? What is it? What have they done this year? Number two is Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm, second place. I think we know Coming what came in. first then. I think we do, yes. I think we do. I'm just doing some quick maths in my head. Uh, nine. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, I see. It, it did, I was just doing some, I've got some fun facts okay. afterwards about the, uh, about people's submissions and the facts and the statistics that we've got. And I just wanted to see if I got something wrong there, but it's fine. You'll find out in a minute, Simon. Stop being so impatient. Okay. All right, I'll tell you soon. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 then. Yeah. It appeared um, on the most game of the year number one slots out of any other game. Really? Yeah. So it was either on there as number one or it just wasn't on there. Yeah, it was it was a fairly even spread after that. Huh. So, yeah, people love that Red Dead and it's an excellent game. I so just, I wish I could have gone into it. Yeah, to me that sounds like once you finish it, you're going to love it and think that it's the best game of the year. Seems that way. However, however, what was your number 2? My number 2 was Spider-Man. Cool. Really liked Spider-Man. Huge uh, Spidey fan, anyway. I played all of the DLCs. I went through it again on um, New Game Plus on the hardest difficulty when they added that in. So I've got 100% of the trophies across the various things. Just fucking great. I'm really looking forward to seeing the sequel, which sort of is inevitable. uh, Because it sold stupid numbers. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like that was... That was one I was always looking forward to, and I played it at uh, Insomnia, and we talked about it on the podcast, and I loved it then, and then I just, yeah, I just couldn't put it down. I absolutely loved this game, did everything in it, and it has, as we spoke about at the time, it's got a lot of busy work in it, in terms of the side stuff, which can be a little distracting, but even so, it was just more Spider-Man, and you know, I I I wasn't picking up backpacks as me. I was picking them up as Spider-Man and somehow that was enough to make it interesting. And yeah, I just thought it was absolutely amazing. A, a, a brilliant superhero game, especially as Warner Brothers seem to be sleeping on Batman at the moment after Arkham Knight wound down. Yeah. Um, so it was just nice to have a superhero game again. It's nice to have a game that's actually just really good. Yeah. My number two is Spider-Man. I wonder if the actual the films that are now being made about Batman has hurt hurt their kind of desire to make any more games. Maybe they'd feel like they have to... You know, because the Batman films haven't been good recently. No. Maybe they just don't want it to be seen as part of that universe. Who knows? Maybe. I don't think anything wants to be seen as part of that universe. <laughs> no. It's, it's awful. They keep getting it wrong. <laughs> so wrong. Should we do number one then? Let's go for your number one, Simon. What have you got? It's painfully obvious. Tricky Towers. Oh, he's done it. He did the joke again. <laughs> the same is going to be years on the go. No, number one, obviously, I think for everyone, it's going to be God of War. Number one for you is God of War. Number one for me is God of War. Number one for the listeners is God of War. 
and it's up there for me as far as story goes in a video game with the last mm-hmm. of us absolutely and if yeah. you and if you actually think about it the last of us is brilliant as it is and take nothing away from that mm-hmm. but it's a lot easier to tell a brilliant storyline in that universe right just because the fiction lends itself to that yeah sort just because the, the drama stuff. and the and the the choices and it's all going to be life and death and it's very mm-hmm. human losing people it's yeah but god of war is about these gods in some other god's land it's like it's basically nonsense let's be honest <laughs> so to make people to make <laughs> you care that silly. much and to make the characters feel so real yeah is it's incredible and, and, and just and making to kratos off, relatable is, yeah. is not to be and to, and to top it all off as well well because they did that without actually saying okay it's a it's a whole new start for god of war it's not it's, it carries on from the last games mm-hmm. and to top it all off the um the gameplay i thought was brilliant the fighting mechanics i think it's yeah. the best other than dark souls which is it's like a completely different genre but you know mm-hmm. what you think of god of war used to be a button masher and now yes. it's what, what what would you even call this game uh it was it's a third person um action adventure game I can't think of <laughs> think. any other third-person action-adventure game that I've actually enjoyed the combat in. If you think of things like Darksiders, I guess, is in that genre. Yeah. And and yeah. usually the combat's just shit. In this game, it was amazing. Yeah. It was... It's just... For me, nothing can touch this game at all. Like, not even... It's it's difficult because I don't want to get, like, on, on a high horse and be all pretentious and stuff, but, like, Red Dead Redemption sounds amazing and sounds brilliant and clearly has an excellent story but the the just the stuff that's in god of war the 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 emotional tale that it tells as you said it's up there with the last of us yeah. and it is it just breaks that glass ceiling that video games have into just another echelon of like being just so important to to media as like a groundbreaking yeah like entity like just as a storytelling genre it's just above and beyond but it's still what's really surprising about it is you think of the last of us and i i thought the gameplay was good and i liked the combat and how it felt really real like you're hitting someone with a plank and it feels like that yeah that you are it's really gritty and close up this game the fighting is good as well but what it does really well is it actually feels like a game Mm -hmm. it feels like a video game that you could have played on ps2 you know, the way that right. you've got the world set up and you always go back to that middle section again, it's got... It just has a video game feel to it without sacrificing the story. Yeah. Um, So it might be the best video game story ever, whereas The Last of Us is just a brilliant story. Mm. Yeah, I, I just... I loved and thoroughly enjoyed playing God of War yeah. because The Last of Us was... Uh, was outstanding in many ways, but it did have its problems. And there were some, you know, there were some aspects that didn't quite work in certain areas. Like, just tiny, tiny things. But God of War, just as a, as a first attempt at an open-world game from Sony Santa Monica... It's, it's just amazing. Just as yeah. unbelievable. Like, what they managed to do is unbelievable. And this is, you know, in the wake of... Uh, did you hear the news about Shuhei Yoshida was shown an early demo of it? And he was like, apparently he had his head in his hands and then he walked out of the room without <laughs> saying anything. 
so it's just it's crazy like and and Corey um barlog deserves all the credit in the world because he seems like a, a really lovely man anyway and all the stuff that i've watched but like it just he and his team did unbelievable stuff and he clearly had a very clear vision for it because he did work on the original god of war games as well yeah um so that's another neil Druckmann sort of guy who's risen up in one studio from you know the beginnings to to where they are now just just completely changing the game yeah and and reinventing a whole um a whole series mm. yeah it's 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 an incredible game incredible game i feel like i may have been a bit too harsh on the last of us as well when i was talking about it like i fucking love the last of us and i think they these two live side by side yes but like yeah. just just from like a gameplay perspective god of war is is a is a third person you know it's it's got this meaty combat as you were saying and it's just none of it feels off it always it's just apart from when you're fighting those fucking valkyries it's like just so satisfying yeah yeah oh, god of war what do you like right we have one final award simon Ooh. and this is the no god of war on their list at all name and shame list <laughs> Uh, there's only two two winners. So this is listeners who didn't put God of War on the list at all? Anywhere, yeah. Wow. And it's inexcusable. If you've played PlayStation games this year and you haven't played God of War or just played it and thought, this is shit, then you get named and shamed, friend. <laughs> named and shamed. First one is, is Rich. Wow. Uh, Rich Lightbrown. You got name, named and shamed, friend. The next one is LT at hexadecagon on twitter named and shamed well wow. no god of war on there should you can you read their like their list out uh ooh, yeah i suppose so because then we can um, see what they all the games they thought were better than god of war let me you're gonna have to give me a second okay but i will i'll do this for you okay just for you though here i go so where are you? I know you're on there. I take it you're going through all the way through Twitter to find this. Got it. Got, Got it. it. So, LT at a hexadecagon has it from fifth to first place. Persona 5 Dancing Starlight, wow. Nino Kuni 2, Yakuza Kiwami, uh, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay, so he only likes Japanese games. And Red Dead and Redemption Red Dead. 2. <laughs> He d- he does say I only played seven 2018 games on PlayStation this year. I'm I'm hoping one of them was God of War, but apparently not. And if not, you need to fix that, friend. You need to fix that now. It's not Japanese enough. Not Japanese. No. Well, he might go to a Japanese mythology land next. Yeah, next maybe. Then he'll have a whole it, different right? audience, and Shuhei won't have his head in his hands. Maybe that's Shuhei. Shuhei's oh. other account. Oh my God! Yeah, Shuhei never ended up playing it <laughs> that's why he's just trying to cover it cover up his tracks uh right okay the other one must have come in via email god this is great isn't it yeah. so well prepared give me a second honestly you've spent hours doing this and you still fuck it up oh god i'm doing my best interesting that destiny 2 wasn't on there for anyone a uh, destiny 2 actually came out 
2017, Destiny 2 Forsaken, which is the big expansion, came out this year. Uh, okay, Rich Light Brown. Fifth place, Farming Simulator 2019. Wow. Fourth place, Ride 3. Uh, third place, Spyro Reignited. Second, Spider-Man First, Red Dead Redemption 2. So Rich, you've either not played God of War or you have something very wrong with you. So it sounds like he had he played three big games this year and then filled the list with other crap and uh, hasn't got around to playing God of War yet. You should fix that. Around. You need to fix that. You need to fix that in fucking yesterday. Yeah. Right, you want some fun facts? Yep. You ready for some fun facts? So, God of War and Spider-Man tied as the game that appeared on more lists than any other. Okay. So, Spider-Man, even though it was in third place, appeared on the same amount of lists. So, obviously, everyone likes it, but they just don't think it's as good as God of War. (laughs) Yeah, it got two Game of the Year votes, Mm Spider-Man. It came in second place five times, third place twice, and so on. Second place Red Dead Redemption 2 appeared in the in the most number one slots, as I already said. Okay. Fifth place, Detroit Become Human, appeared on the same amount of lists as third place, Astrobot. Wow. And this is just because, you know, as I said, people were just fighting over the dregs because everything else went to Red Dead Redemption and God of War. Yeah. Monster Hunter World missed out on the top five by one point. In total, 26 games were nominated, which is the same as last year. Big budget title, Fallout 76, appeared on only one list. Okay. Beat Saber was the only game that appeared once, but as someone's game of the year. (laughs) WWE 2K19, Persona 5 Dancing Starlight, Golf Club 2019, and Farming Sim 19 came dead last with one point apiece. Oh, but Farming Simulator is better than God of War. It's better than God of War, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can't fucking plant corn in god of war can you no you can't exactly shit game checkmate atheists <laughs> got him got him and there we go those are our game of the year entry point people thanks for taking there. part thank you everybody appreciate it now let's listen to the news oh my goodness psr uk news bringing you the latest news from across the world of playstation and beyond with William McPinch and Bobbert Bignuts, this is PSR UK News. This week's PlayStation headlines. Bungie jumping away from Activision. Days Gone has a new trailer. Dreams Beta is getting expanded. And God of War Farming Sim 2019. Good afternoon, I'm Phil Fallis. While we've been listening to discussions about the best games of the year, Bungie has been committing to making average ones. Here's Willie McPinch. Howdy today. Destiny is pure shite, utter garbage. But Bungie are still committed to it. Franchise director Luke Smith told me this morning that long-term Bungie is committed to Destiny. He said, uh, we created the universe and we hold its future entirely in our hands. Seems like the company won't be happy until what little good remains of their reputation is gambled away on microtransactions and endless grinding. In other news, a new trailer for Days Gone has been released. It copies the Rockstar style with a narrator explaining the dangerous world you'll be exploring. 
Staying with games that we've been waiting years for, Dreams, the media molecule game that has taken a whole console generation to get into beta, is finally a beta. Here's Willie McPinch. Yes, it's taken years, but Media Molecule have finally gotten Dreams into beta. It closes on February 4th and is being expanded over the coming weeks. After years of waiting, we can finally draw cocks and balls with our PS4s. And God of War has swept the official PlayStation blog Game of the Year awards as voted for by fans, winning Best PlayStation Console Exclusive, Best Performance, Best PS4 Game, Studio of the Year, Best Soundtrack, Best Sound Design, Best Art Direction, and Best Narrative. Now it's back over to Ben and Simon. Bye-bye. Yeah, so it, it pretty much won everything. Yeah, and uh, the VGAs as well. It beat Red Dead Redemption to be the overall game of the year, which was nice to see. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, did it? Yeah. Wow, that's actually surprising. It did. Um, yes. Also, there's the, the trailer for Days Gone. I don't know if you watched it. Yes. Looks quite good. Yeah. Uh, it's getting there. That weirdly, game's going to be released sh- it soon. It didn't show much that we haven't seen already. Mm-hmm. As usually when Rockstar do those videos, first of all, they're about eight minutes long. Yeah. And second of all, I think this is one of several new. parts, to yeah. be fair. I Hopefully. Because if it isn't, then that's not showing us anything. Yeah, apart from the fact that the the freakers, as they're called, like to drink fresh uh, sort of mountain spring water. Yes. Out of the lake. That's nice. And uh, they, they like the cold. <laughs> they love the cold. They love it. Um, I can't tell if I think it's going to be good or not from that trailer. No, I'm I'm still a bit unsure. And I think it all depends on really just how you explore. Yeah. Because if it is literally going from like set hideout to set hideout and anything interesting only happens in a story mission. Mm-hmm. Because another thing is it really it really downplayed the um the freaker herds that we've seen right. before. They only mentioned that they happen at set places now where there's been a mass grave. Right. Did you did you twig onto that? I didn't twig onto that. I did hear the bit about the mass grave, but I didn't make yeah. the connection. So it it basically says that there's these areas where they, they dug these mass graves where there's now tons of freakers. Yeah. So it's I thought the whole game was gonna be every time you encounter them they're in a pack. But maybe not. Maybe not. Which will make it considerably less original than everyone thought it was going to be. Yeah, I did think it was going to be a bit... Because that was its USP, Day-Z. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was just like, just herds of these things falling over each other. Um, God, who's to say? Maybe they're just... Maybe we're going to get it and, and we're just going to really bump into to freakers in those areas and no other areas. And apart from that, it's just wildlife and people who are bastards. Well, there'll be one or two out in, out in the middle of nowhere because we saw the ones drinking from the water. That's and true. the ones when they're going in the cold. But the question yeah. is, if you can take on a pack that big, why would you ever be scared of one or two? Mm. Surely that's going to be piss easy to kill. Yeah. I mean, you saw how they were dropping in that yeah. trailer. they drop so fast when there's lots of them. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe there are special freakers. Maybe. Big ones. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hopeful. I'd like it to be good. I would like it to be good. I just i am not convinced it's going to have the narrative that makes it interesting. Mm, yeah, that's actually something I was thinking about recently, is we don't know anything about what 
the story is of this game. There's been like no story trailers. All yeah. we know is that he's part of a community of former bikers. His girlfriend or his wife died at some point and that's and he rescued he's gone to rescue his friend who was taken by another group of people. It's all like, that's it. It's all like, we really, don't know anything. really uninspired. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know if anything I'm, about what we're doing. If I'm thinking about the like who is the worst type of game character you can have mm. and maybe i'm biased because i played the the what was it called shadows anarchy or i don't know what it was called the dlc for gta 4 with the bikers oh yeah 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 and you play yeah, as some yeah. skinhead with the leather jacket on mm -hmm. it just i just don't want to play as a biker i just have no desire to, yeah. to be that character and it's it doesn't seem very complex but he might be good at like yo-yos or something. Oh uh, yeah, like he he That'd might be, be a biker who yo-yos. That would be good. I guess I'm just a bit worried because when I think about the last zombie game that I genuinely enjoyed, mm. it probably was The Last of Us at this point. And and it's yeah. only because that was so different and it focused on story and the characters were so involved. And this one doesn't look like that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and in bearing in mind, didn't we, didn't we hear about this game before even The Witcher came out? Yeah, God, it was it was 2016, I think. Yeah, open world games have changed trailer. since then, and I think our expectation our expectations from them have changed a lot. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if it's it, yeah, it's been three years. I'm not going to get too excited for it because I, I think I'll just be disappointed. Mm. Anyway, yeah. yeah, but I think it's it's huge news though, isn't it? With um, Activision uh, parting ways with, um, what are they called? Bungie. Well, what is Bungie. the reason behind that? You usually know a bit more than me about this stuff. Oh, I don't know. I don't think there is a, a reason other than probably Destiny. Or, sorry, I, I, want, I just want to call them Destiny. Bungie have probably just gotten sick. <laughs> probably did quite quickly of working with Activision. Well, we said at the time when they were so excited to split from Microsoft so they can make their own stuff. Yeah, we were we were kind of like, well, why have they gone to Activision? Yeah, it seems like a weird choice, doesn't it? And also, do you actually think they'll keep working on Destiny? I don't know. I I think we might get a third one, but it, it might surprise us and actually have a story in it. The thing it is, might not be built cynically around. I think that we look at game studios in the wrong way. I think that that's just something that people do, and we it's easy to fall into that trap. But mm -hmm. the Bungie that everyone loved. I reckon no one that worked for the original Bungie that you know was making Halo and stuff. I bet none of them actually work at that Bungie anymore. Apart from like senior, senior like people who actually stuff, but yeah, go to meetings and don't make the game. Probably not. It's the same with uh, Infinity Ward, isn't it? Like they probably all jumped ship. Yeah, well, they after. all went to do respawn at Infinity Ward, and well, yeah, they've all okay. moved Bioware out from then. respawn since then, haven't they? Yeah. Well, Bioware then. Um, they're, yeah. they're, they're not the same studio they used no. to be. Um, a lot of those guys left. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they what they do do next. It'll, I mean, Destiny makes so much money that I wouldn't be surprised if they did at least one more and then did something totally different. It's one of uh, one of the world's great mysteries how that game does so well. Yeah, I don't understand it. There's just there's just a group of people who fucking love that shit. Who are they? Weird. Where do they come from? Who put them here? I don't understand. It's also the amount of money they put into marketing, though. And yeah, that's, that, that's Activision. That's not coming from Bungie. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. it makes you wonder without Activision behind it, unless they do still publish through Activision. That's possible, uh, isn't know. it? They might have a yeah, they might have a partnership with them, but I don't know. They won't take much of a cut. Or, or may, yeah, or maybe works. Activision will feel a bit. Depending on how they split, maybe Activision will take that as an opportunity to be like, "Fuck it, let's just not advertise this shit. It's not yeah. worth our money." <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe Activision was shit. Uh, were were tired of Bungie. Maybe. Yeah. But, uh, oh, who's to say, right? Who's to say? And then finally, Media Molecules dreams. I'm just so bored of hearing about this shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm really. Yeah, I don't know how this is going to go for them. Um. I liked what I played at EGX, but it's so difficult to market. Like, th- Little Big I mean, Planet was so easy to market because yeah. it had a mascot and it had Stephen Fry and it was all very, you know, fun, colourful and, and yeah. bright and interesting. Whereas this is like just sort of, yeah. it sounds incredible, but it's so weird. Like, it's so Little Big Planet abstract. did a great job of capturing the interest of people who don't usually game. Yeah, this will not do that. <laughs> In fact, it will do the opposite because you know they sell it as this is putting the 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 tools in the hands of gamers so they can make their own games or their own assets. Mm-hmm. That's a very small amount of gamers that actually want to do that. Yeah, and then it becomes well, how good are the games they make going to be? Because if they're all pretty wank and two seconds long, then <laughs> I'm not going to want to play them anyway. Yeah, and I just think. What's scary about it as well is that now we are getting to the end of a console generation. Mm-hmm. If this only comes out on PS4, then you'd be putting the, the tools to make a game in the hands of people where the audience on that platform are leaving. Yeah. Uh, maybe they probably, they will have thought of that. They must have. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll come out on PS5 as well. Maybe. But I, am, I, I'm I think we'll all be happier when it's finally out though. Whenever that might be. I don't think I'll be picking it up day one. No, me neither. Me neither. But, you know, it could blow everyone away. Yeah. But maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, that is the news. Should we move on to the end of the show? Yes! Oh, hello. Didn't hear you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall. And what I find goes best with a glass of brandy, open fireplace, and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me. So go on. Get listening. End of the show, end of the show, end end of the show, show, end of the show, end of the show, end of the show. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, with your ear ear vicinities, your ear ear holes, and so on. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back at some point with another podcast. Yeah, point. it should be a bit quicker because no Christmas happening and no big moves for Ben. No big moves. Big move is is all done, my dude. All yep. done. Uh, thank you so much for for sticking around and uh, and listening to our Game of the Year stuff. And thank you for contributing to it as well. Yeah. Appreciate that. If you want to get more involved with the show, though, Simon is going to tell you how you can do that. Email us, fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. Tweet to us at PSRadioUK. And go on our Facebook, just search the name of the podcast, find us. Uh, also, we have a PlayStation 4 community. 
you can find that. Can you search on the PS4 for them? You must be able to. Yeah, yeah. So you can search on yeah. there for PlayStation Radio UK. You can also add us on PS... Well, you can add me on PSN if you like. Ben's closed his off. Yeah, get out. Especially if you play Siege. I'm always looking for someone to play with on there. Or that weird one. Or the forest. That weird one with the with the cannibals. Yeah, I'll play that. Someone loves that shit. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's all you get. Simon, leave us an iTunes for... review. No, leave us an iTunes review. We've got one. Do you want it? Yeah. Okay, hang on. God, so ready. Uh, this is from... Oh, the, the, the catchily named EWA861. Okay. Who says, a funny and structured podcast that is easy to get into and fun to listen to. The hosts have good chemistry and don't shy away from their honest opinions on games and the games industry. Keep it up, lads. Cool. Thank but you wait, much. there are more. Are there? Yeah. This is from Nayerger. Nayerger. Who says, hooray, I love this podcast. As an unfortunate lookalike of both The Beast... Mark Labbott from popular ITV quiz show The Chase, as so well as the little specific. boy in Disney's Up. I feel I'm qualified to tell you these boys are funny and informative. <laughs> Thank <laughs> I you. I really didn't get any of those references. <laughs> They're all so at, obscure. <laughs> at Lloyd91 on Twitter, but I'm not interesting enough, so don't follow. Oh. No, he said, I'm not interesting enough to follow, so don't worry. <laughs> just put two and two together and just like, he doesn't want to be followed, guys. <laughs> Everyone back line. off, stay Everybody away. Back off, okay? Uh, the other one is from Paul XB, the only true PlayStation podcast. This sits head and shoulders. The only podcast. The only podcast, full stop. Head and shoulders above PlayStation podcasts, other PlayStation podcasts, just podcasts. Simon and Ben offer a perfect mix of gaming news, honest views, and reviews, listeners' questions, and general chats that make you feel like you are catching up with good mates down the pub. Only downside is the podcasts are far from regular enough, but these guys are doing it for love, not money, and actually have lives, so don't hold it against them. Yeah, I'll take a check. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is an awkward time to announce it, but we're launching a Patreon. No. (laughs) And it's going to be gated behind the $3,000 a month donation tier. And you'll get one episode every two months. (laughs) (laughs) Three a year for $1,500. Uh, so just hit us up when you've donated and we'll get right on that um, but thanks for the reviews and yes. please leave more please if you do. haven't done it get your yeah. fucking act together you bastards. bastards Simon thank you so much thank you Ben we'll see you soon guys love you love you bye, bye. You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. To find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK. So, if you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind a massive crap.